What are we waiting for? Because I need more time. What's going to change? This is me. I don't have any tricks up my sleeve. This is who I am. This isn't about you. I'm not ready for marriage. Well, I am. I'm sorry if that scares you, but I am. People fall in love, they get married. That's, that's what they do. Not necessarily. All right, Gillyweed, we da, are back. Da, da, this is the Mirandas. Oh, what is that, old Lang Syne? Yeah. Happy New Year, Mirandas fam. Happy, now, would you say Happy New Year's or Happy New Year? Happy New Year. Yeah, the my yoga instructor tonight who really pissed me off throughout the entire session ended it with Happy New Year's, Namaste. And I was like, I gotta get out of here. Just pissing me off. Namaste. Um, yeah, so Happy New Year to all of our Miranda listeners. We have, a, I think, a great episode to start the new year, which is the dissolution of Carrie and Edith's relationship. <laughs> yeah. Season four, episode 15, change of a dress. Yes. So we have, sorry, what was I going to say? I don't even know. I, I don't know. Get started. New year, same you. <laughs> Give us your famous recap, Sarah. Okay. So there's a lot going on in this episode. Charlotte is recently, she's going through a, divor- a divorce and she is, as we know, she's not employed. So she really has to fill her time with activities and classic Charlotte. She likes to do exercise classes. She's part of a tap tap dancing class. And that kind of exposes her vulnerabilities of having to do things alone, wanting a partner, um, super sweet and also kind of really funny uh, plot at the end when she like storms off during the tap dancing. Um, Miranda in this episode finds out that she is having a boy, which she's kind of apathetic about or she's not sure if she's having the right response. She's seeing how other people are responding and her response isn't matching that. So it's kind of filling her with doubt, which is very similar to Carrie's experience this episode. Carrie is recently engaged over the past two episodes and She's now grappling with, you know, as an engaged person, all of the questions people have, when are you getting married? Mm -hmm. What's the dress? Kind of all of those things that people are interested in because marriage is usually the next step after getting engaged. This leads Carrie into a classic Carrie doubt spiral with pretty severe consequences in which she tells Aiden she no longer wants to be married, which threatens their relationship or, sorry, yes, or engaged. Well, like, did she say engaged? No, she said, I need more time. It's- I need more time. Essentially, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. We're moving too fast. I can't think about marriage. Too much change and all at once. To, which I kind of agree with her. I agree. And, <laughs> and Aiden ends up taking this, um, saying, you know what? If you don't want to marry me now, we're probably never going to get married. And end of the episode, he's out. Last night he stays in that apartment. Samantha in this episode is really coming to terms with her feelings for Richard. We've seen her feelings grow for Richard over the past couple episodes, but now she has to deal with both being having a professional relationship with him as her, his publicist and also her romantic relationship with him, which is threatened and complicated by the fact that he's sleeping around, which she would be normally totally okay with, but as we find out, she has deep real feelings for him and as she says, she is caught 
monogamy and wants to just be with one man. Um, And it was a super sad ending for Samantha, like really disempowered and sad in this episode. Um, I was trying to think of an overall theme and I can't fully get there. Any ideas? Well, what's the name of the episode again? Change of a dress. I don't even know if I get that. Well, so change of address, right? Like that's a saying, yeah. like it's a change of address. This is change of a dress. And oh. so like she's no longer in the like white dress. It's oh, like a change oh. of, and he's moving out. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe the overall theme is unmet expectations of self and others. Yeah, I think it, I think it has something to do with that like, you know, Charlotte tap dance moment where she realizes she doesn't have a partner to dance down the thingy with and she just mm-hmm. doesn't want to do it. And so I think it has to do with, yeah, just like kind of mismatched people. And yeah, like Miranda thinks like, oh, I'm not that excited about the baby. And at the end, she sees a sonogram picture and she's like, oh, actually, and she hangs it up and she's like, oh, that's kind of nice. She feels the baby kick and then yeah. everything kind of changes. And so I think it's just like expectations of yourself other people's expectations of you and how those could come into conflict and um, cause um, interpersonal and personal issues. So which one do you want to start off with, Gil? (sighs) Well, I do have a million ancient scrolls. I do want to know. Are you kidding me? I have none. So I have a million. (laughs) Okay. Let's start off with some ancient scrolls. Okay. So there's a moment where, I think, I don't even know. Someone's crossing the street. Maybe it's Carrie or someone. And you see an American Pie post movie poster on a phone booth. So that's a <laughs> double whammy right there. Okay, wait. Incredible call out. American Pie poster. American Pie 2. Booth. Yeah. I love it. American Pie yeah. 2. Not one, two. Okay, incredible. The And then um, I was, you know, this is kind of, basic but the 2d sonogram versus the technology now which i think is like 3d right okay miss tech <laughs> silicon valley <laughs> i would not have even thought about that but but Ms. you elizabeth holmes <laughs> yeah yeah we got a little uh, as a woman studies health major i feel like i have failed myself great call out i like that one you're right now they well, look like it's yeah, very you, realistic when you see the photos now. well your sister had a baby i'm sure you saw you know how it's like all modeled and like the faces are all like you see like a lot more than that you used to i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of like out myself right now i don't care about sonic pictures <laughs> neither not, do i i just know I that know. they like are terrifying looking <laughs> they are terrifying looking and i like am not quite sure what to think when i see it but i think as an expecting parent that must be so exciting so i am both somebody that like if you show it to me i will smile and say that is very sweet I'm I don't I'm not fully feeling what I think other people are feeling. And I think Miranda's kind of dealing with that, but in the opposite end, which she's the expectant parent and not really caring until she sees the sonogram photo. Yeah. And then my third one is like Samantha like looking at the paper to hear like celebrity gossip rather than like Instagram or Twitter or something like that. Can you imagine having to like open up a, a paper that you get? <laughs> I think God. honestly, okay, 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 back up. Okay, it's 2023 and you find out you're someone like Samantha 
and you find out that your current boyfriend is with what was that lady's name? BB BB London. BB London. You find out that Richard's been canoodling with BB London. What is more of a dagger to the gut? Is it opening it up on Instagram and seeing it like on a someone's shared story? Or do you think it's literally <laughs> opening up like, like page six of the New York Post or like Sunday styles or something physical like a, I, I, I think, Us Weekly? I mean, if I'm Samantha, like as a normal person and you were to see just your normal partner in the paper, you know what I mean? Like, I, I, I think those spaces were only reserved for people that people cared about. Yeah. Everyone is kind of a celebrity online in your own yeah. little world. So like, yeah. you see something on Instagram and you feel like you're that important. You're like your life or the people in it are, are like, it's this own little stage that we're on. Whereas like the newspaper, you know, was, was reserved for like celebrities and, and yeah. for, for people of interest. So just taking that into account, just like the fact that we've now created our like a very accessible thing for everybody to feel mm. special online. Um, I I think probably the newspaper would be more shocking because there's just so few outlets to be like embarrassed, you know. And now yeah. I feel like you know you can see somebody Venmo be someone, someone yes. like something on Goodreads, somebody yeah. can see on Facebook. Like I feel like we're kind of used to maybe like little things of of like doubt or rejection in the beginning stage of a relationship. Maybe I'm I'm saying that generally. Like yeah. if you're just casually dating somebody, you can kind of read into a lot of like social behavior yeah. online. But if you saw a picture in the paper, you're like, <laughs> it's written in ink, baby. Like, oh, like this is <laughs> That this impressed, feels bitch. pretty serious. Yeah, <laughs> they, they, this is on an ink press. <laughs> oh my god! Like in publication, this is like still screen photo on a newsroom. <laughs> I was actually going to say, like everything you said made me feel the opposite, which is. I feel like if it's a newspaper and it's like the celebrity gossip column, it's like you know this designated space. But when you're on Instagram, mm. you could be minding your own goddamn business and okay, you yeah. see like someone at a wedding and it's some then you realize someone, you know, is there in the background with like somebody's like new girlfriend or something. And you're just like, ah, you know. I totally didn't see it that way, but I completely agree with you. Like you can be assaulted without even <laughs> thinking you're going to be like, uh, like, uh, like visually assaulted yeah. by something. And yeah. like, have you ever, especially when I was, um, uh, uh, dating or interested in people and I may like, you know, creep on their like Insta or creep on oh people who knew them. Yeah. And I'm, like they're hanging out like with this person. And I'm like, and first of all, like some, some of the stuff you'd seek, right? Like yeah. you go and actually seek it similar to like the gossip column. Like, yeah. yes, you're going to, you're looking for something, but, but you're right. Like the randomness of what you could find just casually minding your own business online does feel more tragic or more, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Burdensome. Yeah. Um, that's so funny, but great. Those are some great ancient scrolls. Yeah. You do have more. That's it for now. Um, I did solid call outs. Yeah. I did like seeing the H and H bagels in the background and the New York sports club in the background. So I just thought that was, those were great scenic kind of B roll shots. Um, so I'm curious about th this call out because I actually mm. don't think it's an ancient. Scroll, oh, it's not an but, ancient scroll. Oh no, 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 no. The one oh, I'm about okay. to mention Bridal catalogs. 
ancient scroll or ancient scroll ancient scroll okay yeah so this is when you know carrie has um again spiraling circling through doubt she um goes to the the stand on the street asks for cigarettes decides (laughs) against it and just grabs a bunch of bridal catalogs Mm. kind of figure out what kind of bride she is um magazines are incredibly expensive. I don't know if you've like ever picked up a magazine. Oh my God, recently. I know. It's They're like 12 really bucks expensive. a pop, right? I was like, I can just look at this online. I don't know yeah. why. So I, I, yeah. I think this is definitely an ancient scroll unless you're like making like a vision board or something. Which well, I, I thought it was do. interesting that she did that because I, it seemed like it was, Carrie was almost doing waterboarding torture in that moment. <laughs> you know, she just grabbed a million of the bridal magazines just to shove in her face and convince yeah, and like tell herself that she doesn't want to yeah. be with Aiden. <laughs> yeah. I think it was just like a, a pretty intense form of exposure therapy, which is like, you yeah. know, face your fear and like accept all the feelings. Um, but Oh, shoot. What was I going to say? But I so I thought it was interesting. Like, well, I guess we'll, we can kind of jump into the the Carrie plot point because I think it's the most um, significant in this episode that her going through the bridal magazine and looking at all the brides and what they're wearing. Am I a spring bride? Am I this? Really mirrors what she goes through in the movie when she becomes the bride in the catalog in the magazine, when she puts on all of these bridal dresses and it like is that person in the magazine i just thought that was interesting that the thing that she feared is what she and ended up becoming like in the movie right yeah right yeah and um i actually my carry trucker does come in i don't need professional help i've got you guys for about another 10 minutes i don't know if we have the same one we have to have the same one uh, okay, I think I may have been in a bad headspace. I missed a lot in this episode, so you're gonna have to like carry this and tell me carry this the no track. Carry it. Tell me some trackers. Tell me, give me a carry tracker. Well, I think in that moment when they're trying on dresses, which I it was so cute to watch Carrie and Miranda giggle as soon as they opened the fitting room curtains. Yeah. Um, but Carrie starts like. <laughs> you know, breaking out into hives when she starts to like see herself in the mirror with the dress. And she, my carry tracker is her ripping off the dress because she (laughs) won't go to therapy and talk about her problems like a normal person. Yeah, I think that's a solid carry tracker. (laughs) And then the fact is that she went into the store to make fun of the dresses and then like ruin the dress. I know. And and then we wonder like, did you pay for the dress? Because you said it was in the dumpster. So like maybe you bought it. But oh my god! But yeah, yeah. The, the ripping of fabric and buttons was like, ugh. like, like Miranda was not allowed to just like slowly <laughs> take it off. <laughs> Carrie was just like, rip it, just rip it. <laughs> I know, seriously. But you know what? I will say this: I have been in the dressing room where I put a too tight top on, and like you can't get it <laughs> off. And there is that moment of like panic <laughs> where like I am like a case sausage, and like, yeah. get out of this garment. Yeah, or you can't um, get like a. Yeah, a dress like back over your head or a skirt off your and ass. Like, I will rip this piece of shit <laughs> yeah. and get out of here. So <laughs> on one side, yes, but but I think with, with Carrie, like it is fascinating that that moment when she looks in the mirror and she sees herself and she is so, I mean, she has a full-blown panic attack. She's a panic attack. That's what I'm major saying. Major panic attack. Like and we just breeze over this as viewers. We just, I, oh my God, Carrie like had to take off the dress. I'm like, Carrie literally like almost died. <laughs> and the thing is like, why did Carrie not go to therapy? To, yeah, after to this? talk. 
Carrie is seen oh, therapist oh, yeah, exactly. one time in this entire <laughs> series. Yeah. And she fucked it up by dating Bon Jovi, you know, <laughs> yeah. with it. And yeah, I think with Carrie, like, you know, I I, I also like I, I I don't I there's part of me that has sympathy for her in this episode. Yeah. I'm in a yes. very similar position yes. in which I got engaged a while ago and yeah. I'm still not married. And it's because like I really don't want a yeah. wedding. Yeah. And it's very difficult to want and be in a relationship that doesn't fit what other people are expecting. Yeah. Um, it's really hard if you're married and people are expecting you to have kids. It's hard when you're single and you kind of don't want to be in a relationship and, and people are like, why aren't you dating? And people are just constantly placing their own expectations of what you should be doing. And I it's totally, really just like a, yeah. t- a, a ticked line of milestones. Yes. And it's literally just, it's not a, our, I don't know. I don't, my, our lives aren't a fucking board game that you move to the next little yes. spot in Candyland. And so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I understand. So I, I think that this episode actually did a great job of exploring this question, which is, and I think Carrie actually said this in which she's talking to the girls at brunch because she's so worried. She's like, am I missing this bride jean? Mm. Like, why Why am I not like, you know, trying on the dresses? And I love and like, dresses. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I so I think that um, then she asked, do we really want these things or are we just programmed? And I think that was a really yep. like insightful question. Mm. Um, and it I think it could have been a really deeper conversation. Like, I, I think there's a lot of people who like have kids who don't really want to have kids. They just think like, I sh- should be having kids, right? I should want this. Yeah. I think there are people who like do a lot of things in life because that's kind of the formula that's been shown. And when, so I understand Carrie's uncertainty. I do think this stems from uh, a very neurotic place in which she Mm. needs serious help for her anxiety i really do like because i think she loves aiden but her uncertainty and her doubt is what poisons a lot of her decision making or maybe she's sure i don't know like what what do you think gil i mean i i i think that it's Okay, so maybe this was a different time and it's Carrie and she won't go to therapy, like, fine. But I think it's even strange that she's not even, like, being introspective. Like, I mean, I guess in that moment when she's talking to Miranda, she's, you know, being introspective. Like, I'm a, like, I love fashion and I don't even want to buy a dress. Like, but I just don't understand why she doesn't like look deeper into that, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I think she, I think those are really, it's like as if it doesn't cross her mind until she's like freaking out. She is. You're right. She, she, she does. I think she has these kind of explosive reactions because she hasn't done the work. Yeah. But but also it's like, do you hear your, I kind of want to be like, do you hear yourself? Even with Miranda, I'm like, Miranda, you're not even knocking sense into Carrie right now. Like I would stop my friend and be like, did you just hear yourself? You know what I mean? I don't know. 
Yeah. And I, and I think the conversation was interesting because you have a bunch of different perspectives from Charlotte, which is like, mm. this is normal. This is part of the process. Every right. ride goes through this, which is like this reassurance seeking. And then you have – and kind of reassurance, like affirming, like these feelings are normal. Like everyone goes through this. And then you have Samantha, who's very much like, I don't want to get married either. Yeah. Like join the club. Like it's okay. It's like this like, you know, angel and devil. Yeah. And then Miranda's over there like, let's just kind of poke <laughs> fun at this. Like this doesn't – we don't – this doesn't need to be taken it seriously, but also like asking questions like, hey, why did you say yes if you don't want to? Yeah. And I I like that, you know, Miranda asked that, but I also think Carrie's answer made a lot of sense too. Yeah. Yeah. I think it makes complete sense. I mean, uh, as we're watching Aiden like sledgehammer through the wall of her co-op, with, yeah, because I guess like they bought the place, like yeah, I could feel that anxiety of like the first brick going out and how scary that is i mean they not only like are are are, like engaged at the same time they're not only getting engaged but sorry they're not only engaged or about to get married but they're also about to move into with each other i feel like that timing just doesn't feel i don't i I don't know i don't even know if that's fair it doesn't it does not feel fair, but I'm just gonna say I don't even know if it feels accurate in like twenty twenty three, like the millennial age. Like I know most people, I think everyone I know moved in with their partner before getting married. I can't think of one person who hasn't. No. I you know who did? My older sister got engaged before living with her really? now husband. Oh yeah. no way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she really liked her living situation, like really liked it. It yeah. was just she had a great roommate. Um, she's the only person I know, and I I may be wrong. I'm like ninety-five percent that that um that that's true. But so yeah, and we talked about this in past episodes when they he suggested moving in and then they got engaged and they hadn't even talked about marriage. They hadn't really talked about and discussed moving in. And so, I mean, I think Carrie's been kind of like, that's a lot. That's so much. That is a lot. And Carrie's not a a future forward thinker. No. She's very much like, she really (laughs) indulges in the here and now, like what's good for me right now? What am I feeling? So I think for her to have a bunch of like futureness kind of pushed upon her um, is probably really alarming and jolting and I think this was the only reaction reaction we were going to get from her which is just like avoidance and pushing it away um, and, it and was, yeah it was really nice to see you know Aiden be so tender with oh. Carrie Carrie was like I, I just need more time he was he was like and she actually said the most perfect thing which is something I feel in a nutshell when I was like in my relationship, which is like, I, I want to tell you something, but it's like, I've been like, I need, you know, but I don't know how to tell you. Oh God. That. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that was a pretty, I, I don't know. I, as much as I hate on Carrie, I think that there was really powerful emotions that, mm-hmm. that were explored and expressed in this episode, which are Fear, doubt, uncertainty, love, like you when you love somebody, you don't want to hurt them. And I think that she does truly love Aiden. Um, and 
she didn't want to hurt him because she knows that she had hurt him before. Yeah. And it, and you're, you're right. In that, in that moment, he was so tender. This is the moment when she kind of, he, the sledgehammer, she goes, she's saying, I'm so anxious, yada, yada. I need more and time. He, yeah, I need more time. And I, and I kind of think that if he had given her more time, mm-hmm. I think they could have worked it me, out. Me too. Me too. I, I was going to say the same thing. I think quick to leave. He was super like quick to react. So just to give our listeners a play-by-play if they haven't seen this episode in a while, um, basically they're on the floor of the other room um, and Carrie says, I need more time. And Aiden's like, six months? Like check-in, 12 months? Uh, like a year? Or any? She said, what year? <laughs> And he's, he's like, like he's like, I get it. You need more time. And so they f- like seem to really figure it out that night. And the next night they're like leaving the party or whatever. And they're by the fountain. Um, and Aiden's like, I thought this was really unfair of Aiden. Yes. Him, he was saying like he was joking about going to Vegas and like getting married. We could just like hop on a plane and da 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 da. Like you're wearing this beautiful white dress. Like I, I want to. I could marry you now. He was really pushing and pushing, and she was like, no, no. But then he was really pushing, and she was like, we talked about this, and he basically says, if you don't want to marry me tonight, you never want to marry me, and that just seems like crazy logic. So unfair. And she's like, that's not true. That's not true. And she's being backed into a corner. Yeah. She's already expressed that she's nervous and needs space and time. And he kind of give gives her this super unfair ultimatum. And yeah. yeah, not a huge fan. I was like, I mean, but I also from maybe Aiden's perspective, he's been around the ringer with Carrie. Yes. And and he true. does express this. Like, we have to also realize that their relationship is very complicated and that it had this major breakup and this major breach of trust. Yes. And so I, I think there is something in him that is insecure and seeking and wanting um, confirmation that she really does love him. And I think she does really love him, but I don't know if she's going to be able to give him that. Yeah. Just, just keep things the way they are. Just, just live together. I don't want to live together. I've had girlfriends for 20 years. I want you to be my wife. Aiden, you're pushing me. Well, maybe you need to be pushed. What's the big deal? It's just a stupid piece of paper. If it's just a stupid piece of paper, then why do we need it? Because I need it. I want to make this official and lock this thing down. Carrie, I want the whole wide world to know that you're mine. Who else is what I be? And he's, and it was so sad in the end when he's like, I cannot believe we're, I'm back here again. Yeah. Yeah. Like being, feeling yeah, like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is what I was going to ask you is do you think at the time when this episode came out in 2002 or whenever this was, do you think that the viewers all knew that she wasn't going to get married? Do you think they all could like call that? I predict I, I think. Oh, Gil. Great question. I wish I could go back in time. Well, actually, what can I do? I just look on the Internet and see what people were saying. Yeah. Because it's I think like people season were four. rooting for big. Okay. Are like, is this a a, a a Jim Karen situation, which we're like not rooting for Jim and Karen? I don't know. Is that the same thing? Oh, I see what but you're saying. Yeah. 
But I think this was also a love interest that has been here for like two seasons. You know, it's yeah. not like he's just like a one-off guy. Yeah. Um, I'm know. just I, trying I, to I, figure I, out how invested people were into Aiden. See- Aiden, but also seeing their like wedding planning unfold, you know, because that would have been very interesting if they actually did. I th- I mean, I personally think that they should have had even more planning, like maybe even a deposit down, like just add a little bit more drama. I'm oh, yeah, that would have been so fun. I think <laughs> that this show truly could have ended after season four if they kept Carrie and Aiden together. She's yeah. happy. You get Charlotte single, but learning to love herself and build her own life yeah. on her own. Miranda with a baby and raising it with Steve. And then Samantha kind of being like, fuck you, Richard. I'm doing my own thing. Like, I think we could have had like the end of the show here. Ew, hell and no. Aiden ending. Hell no. I think we could. I think this is like, like, let's say if the show, like, let's say, you know, you never know with the series if it's going to be renewed. I yeah. think they could have tied some ends up with season four by keeping okay. Aiden and Carrie together. Okay. Well, okay. This is how I would have like rewritten the show a little bit just to add more. But juice. ending with season four. We're talking with season four. Got to end with where we are now. <sighs> well, I wouldn't end. Okay. This is okay. I would do like a season four part two and the part is that they actually do get married. And, <gasps> and we see Carrie cheat on Aiden again. Are on you big. A, no. I mean. Yeah. That, no, honestly, I think they they had to toe the line with how hated Carrie could be. You're right. And you're right. That you're would right. just push her to. It, it, I think it might confirm my theory if that happened that she is the ultimate antihero. Yeah. Because, like, that would be so vile for her to cheat twice on Aiden then with Big. No, but I think it's... Ex- I don't think it's... I mean, okay, no. I think it's vile, but I think it is completely possible what we know about Carrie, her personality. Oh, absolutely. Her insecurity with, like, Big being her Achilles heel and, like... It would make sense that maybe she would like get bored of being married or something or feel like, you know, how she felt last episode where, you know, it was ruining her column. And then just in a moment of weakness, just like succumbing to Big, who and I would write it that Big was like, you know, you're the one. It's always been you. Like really like pulls a fast one over her. All right. Here's the thing. From what we know about Carrie, that rings much more true than her mm. ending with Aiden, like being a happy, good person. Wait, what do you mean? Wait, I mean, like, I think what you're saying feels yeah. more true to the character <laughs> yeah. of Car- Carrie than yeah. me being like, all right, the producers and writers are like, well, we got to end this. And let's <laughs> yeah. just let Carrie and Aiden be together happy. Um, but yeah, so I mean, this sets up Carrie now being single yeah. um, and kind of the complicated parts of a very serious breakup you know they shared an apartment and also bought it and Mm -hmm. Aiden put up the money and so like I know the next week's episode we kind of deal with the fallout from that Mm -hmm. um yeah I I, so I'm curious I have a couple of just silly questions about some of the Carrie Aiden plot point yes um and then I have uh another Carrie note Okay, so mm-hmm. um, 
Okay, you know what? I'll do my question at the end because it's kind of a fashiony question. I've got a bunch of different Me boats too. I want you to do. Oh, gillyweed. Okay, mm-hmm. so who do you want to go down? Do you want to talk about Charlotte, Samantha, well, Miranda, or I, is there more on Carrie? Well, yeah, I just wanted to add on Carrie that Carrie is in that is in a like a white dress, and it reminds me of when she says goodbye to Big when he's leaving his engagement party. Whoa. Because she was also like right by a fountain and it might have even been the same fountain. I don't know. That is um, some AP lit analysis. Right yeah. There, and I and I and I what love do you it. think? This what do you think of that white int- dress kind of juxtaposition? Interesting that it's like second time white dress wrong in, guy like in front I, of the fountain. Yeah. In front of the fountain. There's something there. There's some intent there. I really do think that there's some intent there. Like, I don't, I don't know. I just thought that was so interesting because the first time it was, she was basically saying goodbye to big when he's leaving his engagement party. Like, sorry. And now she's saying goodbye to her own engagement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Interesting. All right. I like this. (laughs) This is, this is a good observation. Very, very good. Okay. So who's next? Um, What plot points would you do next? So I'm curious. I think the, I, I think the topic of being single in your someone once said this the other day, it's called your your late early 30s when you're like 33, 34, right? Because there's like late 30s, which is like yeah. 36, 37. Yeah. So the concept of of being single what at an age in which people are expecting you not to be. And yeah. Charlotte's now in that boat and how challenging that can be and how unfair it can feel to as Charlotte says, not be partnered or yeah. to feel like you have to go it alone. Yeah. So I'm curious just some of your thoughts on that and um, whether there's like pressures or expectations. I think that's um, definitely a theme in this episode. Go! I don't have a partner. Just go it alone. And go! I don't want to go it alone. You'll be fine. Come on, flowers. Yeah, I think, I mean, I I really like this episode. I feel like, you know, um, expectations-wise, it's, it's really, it's really frustrating because I feel like, I feel like I, you know, have a made-up, you know, peanut gallery telling me that what I should be doing. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of ridiculous to even cast blame on anyone because it's kind of my own kind of made up voices that are telling me like what I'm supposed to be doing. But at the same time, I think that comes from just the way we've been shaped by, you know, previous generations and, you know, entertainment depictions. So, um, yeah, I think that dissonance between like how things are supposed to look and like, where you actually are is like really hard. Yeah. Right. And I, yeah. And I, 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 I'm looking at, and Charlotte's in an interesting position because she's in her probably what, like maybe 33 Mm. and divorced. 
Mm-hmm. Um, or getting a divorce um, and feeling like she had something. She mm-hmm. was there. She was right there at that that benchmark in which society was saying like, okay, this is good. You're on the right path, um, especially in probably her circle and what she feels like that's important. And then to not have that and to kind of rediscover and be single and do things on your own. Um, and I, you, I mean, I, it was a definitely a funny scene in the episode when she's tap dancing and like she doesn't have a partner and she's, he's like, come on, do it alone. Come on. Dun, and she starts dun, dun, and then she has a like completely yeah. bratty meltdown of like, you know, know. somebody going right through a divorce, <laughs> just like tap away. Um, <laughs> you know, and I think they, yeah, they use kind of comedy to cut the real tension <laughs> of people feeling like, fuck it. I don't want to do it alone. Yeah. Like, I want to be with somebody, but I just gave up that yeah so I think sometimes there's that tension between like not having what you want but like I I don't know if I can fully articulate it but I I feel sometimes and I'm I'm not single so I'm not saying like I'm relating to somebody's experience of like being in their 30s and single but I know there's so much pressure on women after a certain age to like have certain things to have kids to be Check married off certain to things, yeah. have to be engaged to be partnered to be you know building a domestic life yeah and I think it's really hard for a lot of women when they don't have those things and I don't think the same pressure is on men at all no I don't I mean I think a little especially bit, in their early 30s mid-30s. I mean I've heard like some like I was talking to a guy in my co-working space and he was saying like his mom was like when are the grandchildren coming? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there is that. <laughs> yeah. But it's family the yeah. same. I I feel. Yeah. And I think every, you know, male, female, whatever, everyone has their own pressures, whether it's like as a man, like, are you making enough? Are you this enough? Are yeah. you your job enough? Yeah. Certain like social things like yeah, a lot of it, like title and money in your job. And I yeah. think th- there's a ton of pressure put on men. I think for that. there is. Um, I think there's a lot of pressure put on men for that. It like kind of yeah. makes me, from what I've also heard about guys like going on dates, like from dating apps and stuff like that, like there seems to be like kind of weird expectations from them too. Interesting. Wait, elaborate. Oh, I th- I think that like, I think it's like hard for, okay, this might, gosh, this might be controversial, but I feel like it's hard for like us to all just depend on men to like pay for all the dates and like pay for nice dinners and da, 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 da. Like I'm a cheap date. So like, I'm like, uh. Like, I don't really like getting meals with people I don't know that well because I or like, I don't know, I have IBS and like, I just it, I'm very tense. But <laughs> but like, I like, just needs a side salad. <laughs> <laughs> Give her some greens. And she'll a, be good. A Nothing more than Metamucil. <laughs> so you're a cheap date. So I, I get no, it. But like, I, I like a cheap saying. can of beer. I don't drink very much. And like, I mean, I'm also happy to split the bill. But if they want to like be impress me, fine. Like get my eight dollar Ticate or whatever. Like, I guess I know exactly what you mean. The pressure, especially on like courting women, the but financial I think pressure that I've put heard. On I've heard of people being like, meal has to be a dinner, has to be on the table. And like, so like they could be spending 
$200 on like three dates. That's a lot. That That is a lot. And I think that sometimes people have unrealistic expectations of what men are earning. And or what people are earning. Yeah, what people, people are earning. Yes, at people in general. Yeah. I think, yeah, great, good correction, people. No, I'm just um, saying, like, I think that, like, even, like, me even spending 200 bucks and, like, going out with my best friend who I know, you know, is a lot to do in, like, a week. Yeah. So I just feel I, like it's crazy if they have like a, a man has to court like if he's interested in courting, <laughs> dating like four know, like, four different people to figure out who he jives with. Like, yeah, I feel like a lot is at stake. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> no, I, I think you're so right. And I think maybe for first dates, d- dinner on a first date, is that do you think that's still pretty common or do you think people start off kind of like drinks never, and coffee? I, Actually, I've done one dinner on a first date, but it was like tapas at, and we were sitting at the bar. So it was like very different. But I, I, I mean, I, I had a dinner. I had a dinner first date that did not go well. Oh, that guy me. was trying to end it so fast. Oh, my God. Tell me. It was no. the guy, Gilly, that you set me up with from <laughs> Tinder, who was your <laughs> Tinder reject. Wait, I will wait, never forget that. Wait, you guys got dinner together? Yeah, we went to like a little tapas place, not a tapas place, an empanadas kind of thing where it was oh like a, it was like a sit down meal of, you know, Spanish flair. So I don't know, like they're small plates, but you order a lot of them. Oh, my God. And the waiter came up and was like, anything else? He's like, no, 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 no. I literally had one empanada. One. He was trying to end it so quickly. He was a guy who said, he kept saying, I don't, I won't even say the word because I hate using it. He's a special ed teacher, was using the R word, retarded, which I hate so much the whole time, and oh said God. I was too tall, even though he was like 6'2", and I'm 5'9". Oh and he God, said, as a monster. I didn't look like I looked in the picture, and I was like, you are so mean. You're so mean. I can't believe he said that. Did he say that in oh. a good way? In a like, oh, didn't recognize you. Like you don't like kind of like not looking how I looked in the picture. And I, I remember when I came back from that date and I just you were cried. <laughs> I stopped by your door. You're like, Sarah, why are you crying? I was like, it was such a bad day. It was like, because I thought for a very small moment it could be tears of happiness. <laughs> yes. Yes. Anyway. A million times, yes. So, He's the one. Yeah. First date dinner, I think can be, a, it, it's definitely a gamble because you're, you're kind of committing. <laughs> you're kind of committing. Oh my God, I'm actually dying just thinking about you. Like coming yeah. upstairs, just crying. And I was like, what have I done? Yeah, I know. I and I, that literally is the only online date. And it wasn't an online date. And I was like, I'm never again. It was, it was her that was Tinder just, reject. That was just a general bad date. And and that was like up in the top of bad I dates, know. and it happened to be your first online. Your first so and bad. last. Oh and God. at one point, he kind of was like, Ugh, "Like, hey, this isn't really not like this isn't really going well." But like, so he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna like go." It's <laughs> just like okay, <laughs> but then it was weird because then he walked me back to like your apartment and then like wanted to kiss, but I we just hugged it. It was it oh was my bit. god. I, anyway. Yeah. So the the dinner, I don't, Keely, I don't even know how we got on this topic, but anyway, we were just talking about like the cost for a guy to just like merely like if if and the, in the in yes with the assumption that they're paying for a guy to like get to know 
of like a person they don't a stranger and see if they like them they have to like call like some women expect them to cough up a lot of money and and if it's like i'm just for example i'm going on two different dates tomorrow and friday and it would be crazy to me if i was the guy and it was like two back-to-back dinners and drinks that i had to pay all for that's a lot yeah Living in a tough time. We're going heading towards a recession. We got to, you know, free walk we in the park. we were in the recession. I never fucking I think know. We're in it. Um, so Charlotte, as we know, is just like, you know, a few episodes away from meeting the love of her life, who is my favorite male character on the show. Um, yes. And yeah, but she's she's going through this divorce and kind of figuring out who she is. It's also probably scary that she is not working, but we do yeah. know that she's going to get a amazing. Well, she had a prenup. So what was it? A million dollars? Oh, gets? right. I'm worth a million dollars. I'm worth a million. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So Samantha and Richard. Oh, um, this was so sad. I know. Oh my gosh. I know. It's like, as soon as we started, I think even when we were on the phone earlier, you were like, oh, man, Samantha. And and it's just it's it's I feel like I, I, I actually know I've been there. I know I've done this for myself. Oh, uh, yeah. I think <laughs> a lot of people have. And, and I certainly have. And it's out of and, and I think like, OK, what we're talking about is when maybe like something isn't going well socially for you or like you see a guy with somebody else and you're just like you know what i'm not gonna be alone i'm not gonna like Mm -hmm. sit with that feeling of being alone i'm gonna go find some random and hook up with them so i feel better about myself and you just yeah it's just sad yeah i i know i definitely have done that do you want to go into samantha and jj real quick yeah, so um, JJ is the gossip writer at The Post, I think, um, and he was the one who published the piece about Richard and B.B. London. Samantha calls to confront him, saying that he has his facts wrong, but he's like, no, 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 Jonesy, he's calling her Jonesy and making like pretty like strong sexual innuendos yeah. towards <laughs> Samantha. Um, I think they wrote a little too many. And she, uh, at the end, when they're at Richard Wright's black and white um, gala, she Samantha runs into JJ and it's like, you got your facts wrong. And he's like, yeah, I know. I I heard he's actually with this New York woman. And Samantha's thinking it's about her. Yeah. And then JJ points and directs her attention to Richard Wright flirting like openly and aggressively with, with this, this woman. Gorgeous, elegant woman too. Gorgeous, tall, young woman. And Samantha's super hurt. And then when she goes to talk to Richard about it, um, she's kind of like, you know, I think you should only be having sex with me. And he's like, you know, we're not monogamous. Like that's mm-hmm. not who we are. And she kind of Says, says that she is. I am in a weird way we, that we've never seen with Samantha. Yeah, and and then uh, you know she's hurt. She probably wants to feel some sense of power again. She ends up taking JJ into the bathroom, and they have very sad sex in which he can't maintain his erection, and um, she you know, obviously isn't getting anything out of it, leaves the bathroom. Richard comes up to kind of talk to her. He then sees, and and he's saying like, you know, maybe I was wrong. 
then JJ walked to the bathroom and he kind of laughs and rolls his eyes and looks and he's like, yeah, he'll never change. This is just yeah. who you are. Yeah. And she's kind of like, he couldn't even get hard. Um, <laughs> that was my Samantha Singer. I know. But he couldn't get hard. It doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> that was so good. Um, and you see this look of shame on her I know. face. I know. And yeah, I don't know. I think the, you know, it's funny. I relate more to the concept of me like being very interested in somebody and them just like being like, no, like I'm <laughs> seeing many other people. So <laughs> that, that, that feels familiar. Not necessarily the, the revenge part, like, oh, I'm going to hook up with somebody else, but the feeling like I'm just never, I was never on the same page with people. Yeah. And that always yeah. felt hurtful oh, because I, yeah. I know what, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah that was just, hard to watch. Yeah. It was triggering. It was triggering. I think, and I think the like core feeling here that a lot of people can most likely relate to is that missed expectations. Yeah. You're misreading something. Yeah. You're thinking that there's something there that maybe isn't. Yeah. And the pain of coming to like a different reality and having the, the kind of rosy eyed aspect of a relationship be kind of shattered. And um, it's... Yeah, I think it was it was very it was relatable what Samantha experienced. Yeah. And also, I think this like a lot of this comes down to like, I don't want to say even miscommunication, like lack of communication, because which we were talking about the other day, like I have a list of I've been like making a list of things I wish they taught in college. And one of them is like communicating in relationships and Um, also like knowing your attachment style and like how that affects your communication, um, or impacts it. And, um, yeah, it definitely, yeah. Was that moment of (sighs) Samantha's too afraid to say something, but she's also afraid that if she does say something, it's going to completely be off brand from like how she is. And so do I play it cool? And did it, but then Richard says something that, Yeah. Yeah, and then it, it's almost this uh, a f- uh, confirmation. I don't know what, what's that called confirmation bias, mm-hmm. or it's like you, you know, she did she put herself out there and it wasn't received and accepted. So it kind of just like reiterates, like, okay, don't put yourself out yes. there, don't yes. try again, because then you'll get hurt. And I think it's um, difficult if you've told somebody how they feel and they don't feel similarly. Um, that can, that's a sting and it really is painful. Um, and then to do something to even worsen it is, is worse because you're just like digging yourself emotionally deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah, do. And as we, yeah. yeah, I do like, um, Kim Cattrall made me giggle with her facial reactions in this episode. She was so funny. I rewound it actually. She had this moment where she's like telling the girls that she just heard about this woman at the party who he's hooking up with. And she's like, I'm just going to go over there. I'm going to keep it calm and professional. And she whips her head around like a psycho (laughs) (laughs) and runs over. (laughs) Oh my God. I know. Kim Cattrall's a great actress. Um, And yeah, I I, I really wish that she had been on and just like that. (laughs) Yeah. I actually meant to send you a screen capture. I like asked Google, is Kim Cattrall going to be in the second season of it just like that? And you know what? It's like the drop down menu. And it was like, no. (laughs) And the way they phrased it was so fun. I kicked out of what was it? It was like, 
Kim Control will not be expected to be back. <laughs> just like yeah, there, there's no way. She has so much pride. Like, like she's like, I would rather go to Emily in Paris season four than, than do just like that. Yeah. <laughs> there's so many rumors of her doing it, Emily in Paris. Um, Wait, so, what? Wait, what? Oh, my gosh. There's a new one. I just Googled. Is Samantha what? Jones coming back to just like that? And it says Samantha Jones will be back. While speaking to Variety in an interview published Tuesday, Michael Patrick King, the showrunner of the Sex and the City revival, shared a few details about the HBO Max's upcoming season, including the return of Kim Cattrall. What? I know. I'm looking at it. Well, well, did he speak that she's returning or the topic of her return? <laughs> <laughs> that feels like maybe clickbaity. <laughs> I don't know, but um, okay, great. <laughs> Potentially, potentially I, breaking news. I don't. You know what? It's people. It's from people. dot com. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. But when I, <laughs> I love that old photo they put on it. Okay, I'm checking the link you said now. Will Kim come oh, back to? No, this is such clickbait. Season two <gasps> story. The storyline will include Samantha's character. God damn it! But not it's Kim a storyline. No. Oh, no. We'll feature Kim Cattrall's iconic character, Samantha Jones, but not the actress herself. Mm-hmm. I mean, wait. <laughs> However, when he was recently asked if the character Samantha will reappear, King responded, yes. King was hesitant to share more. It's also new. One wait, of my big what? rules is I don't tell things until they're real. Okay, so he just admitted <laughs> it's not fully real. <laughs> okay. Um, you know what? We're going to have to wait and see, but we're so ready for these, a These people Samantha are like comeback. kids. Um, I know. They're like, like, I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Um, oh, man. Okay. So I have a, a question for you. This is a pretty, it's a good topic. I okay. Think. So, okay. <laughs> the the girls are at the black and white ball. My fashion question, just for a heads up, is going to be which um, dress would you most likely wear out of the mm. four dresses there? Um, we'll do that one after. But before that, while the girls are standing there in their black and white dresses, Carrie's saying, like, oh, I feel bad, but, like, I had to trust my gut. And Miranda says, you followed your feelings. That's always the right thing to do. Okay. And I'm very curious if you agree or disagree with that statement. Sorry. Can you remind me the co- the context? The of context is Carrie's like, I had to kind of say, tell him how I was yes. feeling and, and like follow my gut that this wasn't right. Um, and Miranda is saying, you followed your feelings. That's always the right thing to do. Agree or disagree? well like do do you want me to like are you saying just like in every aspect or in this situation in every aspect of life you have to follow your feelings that's the right thing to do do you think that like do you agree or disagree that like that your feelings should be the leading factor in making decisions uh no (laughs) (laughs) no good thank you (laughs) no in this situation with aiden Yes, but in life, yeah. no, no. <laughs> like uh, my feelings are a lot, <laughs> and they're all over the place, and a lot of them are informed by like how constipated I am that day. So like, yeah, yeah. like if my I, if I had a good bowel movement, so like, no. 
I don't want to lead with my fucking feelings. <laughs> no, I know. I, I so I, I know. I, I feel like I could maybe. I, I'm I'm analyzing something that was a superficial comment, but I thought it was an interesting <laughs> observation because I think for people have kind of said that trust your gut, lead with yeah. your feelings. But we've talked about like, well, what if you have like intense anxiety <laughs> yeah. and, and borderline paranoia? Yeah, yeah like, exactly. I actually don't know what I'm feeling, and what I'm feeling is actually just intense uncertainty yeah. and confusion. Um, so I thought that was kind of interesting because I think actually Carrie in this sense, like, yeah, trust your gut, but I think your feelings are pretty, you're right, like all over the place. Like maybe at some point it's okay to be logical and it's okay to like look at facts and 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 realize that feelings may come later. Like yeah. I don't know, I can't always trust my feelings because yeah. they're highly unreliable. Because like I will be a crazy bitch in the morning. Like yeah. I hate life. I don't want to get to bed. Yeah. Then I get to work and I'm happy and chipper. Then like my feelings change hourly. So I just can't yeah. trust my feelings. I also like need exercise as a relief, like release. I cannot... Like I need to just move and then I feel so much better. <laughs> exactly. Carrie, maybe you should have gone to the tap class with Charlotte and then yeah. you would have just, you know, figured this out. Wait, so um, what's my favorite dress you're asking? Yeah, ba- basically, like out of the four girls, um, the dresses they were wearing, maybe you didn't see the four dresses. I'm I was looking curious at them right which now. one which one you would if you had to choose one of them, which one would you wear to the black and white gala? Oh. We get Samantha's leopard number. We get Carrie's long white, essentially a wedding dress. Yeah. Charlotte's like beautiful, bedazzled, like black and white piece. And then yeah. Miranda's, I think, was just black. Honestly, if I mean, if I had Carrie's rock and body, I would wear Carrie's dress. But I think realistically, wow. I would wear Miranda's black, little black dress. Okay, wait. I'm pulling up the picture because in my brain now, I'm not, I don't know which one is Miranda's. I'm trying to type it's it so quietly. It's just like a boring so black dress. I know. And I feel like that's just me in a nutshell and I don't want to be that. Um, and okay. Oh man, I'm not seeing the girl's dresses. What's happening? Definitely not Samantha's. I am not a big fan of leopard print. Yeah. Um, I, I I like Charlotte's a lot. I, for Charlotte looked beautiful yeah. in this episode, and like she did. I think that's probably that might be one of winner. my fashion callouts. I think she looked so great um, in this. Yeah, and yeah. Any fashion callouts for you throughout this episode? Oh my god, she's fashion roadkill. I have a bunch of fashion callouts, and they're mostly bad. I bet you're going to do the one with Carrie's belt and the twig in her hair. Well, uh, <laughs> we're obviously going to do Carrie's like green high-waisted belt. And then the actual skirt is low-waisted. So it, I got to hate that so much. Yeah. But I. And mm, she had twigs yeah. like in her hair. She, oh, yeah. Like a cake topper, like a vine. It yeah. Was very. I'm going to put that on the gram. Hit or miss. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Miss, in my opinion. Opinion. But I loathe Carrie's updo for this black and white thing. I think yeah. it's terrible hair. I think it's terrible. What do you, you know think? Um, it's she, terrible. Here's the thing, though, Gilly. It looks this like a This is very on brand for her. If we go and get some evidence, she has had a lot of bad updos. I mean, this, this is so bad. I was like... Aiden, 
You could do so much. I know. (laughs) But is it is it so bad that it's like chic? It's just it's like there's just so much volume. She looks like a toddler in a tiara. Like it's just definitely toddler and tiara and also kind of like equestrian. It's kind of like yeah. a horse. What, what they yeah. do with a horse's hair and it's like a, a mohawk big show. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I yeah, she and then oh my gosh, doesn't this season she doesn't she do the big chop in season four? She does. Um Oh yeah, that, that's coming up. Does. That's coming next up. Next I think it's after next week's episode. Yeah. Um, she also has, which I hate the layered pearl necklaces. Oh my God. That like gave me such a headache. And you know what? That reminds me, Gilly. Um, amazing star, Susan Sharon. Oh, right. From Susan Sharon. Season one or two. I think yeah. season one. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Susan Sharon, she's blonde and she is just as talkative and invasive as usual. And we hope that she's happy. Yeah. And this is the moment when, you know, she's asking what's new with Carrie and Charlotte's like, um, aren't you forgetting something when Carrie's going down her list and she's like, Oh, I'm engaged. Um, yeah, that was definitely a red flag. And she pulls the, you know, it's closer to my heart this way. Cause Susan Sharon is like, is that what like all the cool people are doing now? It's wearing a ring engagement ring around your neck. (laughs) Yeah, and, I, and then I like how Susan Sharon kind of is a stand-in for all of the questions people who are engaged get. Like, yes. when's the wedding? What's the dress? What are you doing? What's yeah. this? You got to book early. If you don't book, you don't get this. Um, so I thought that was a perfect use of Susan Sharon in this episode to kind of just, like, confront Carrie. Um, I would also say that my other fashion call-out it, that I liked um, was Samantha's blue Chanel earrings. I thought they were fun. Oh yeah, those were super fun. What's that? What's that thing like? Uh, acetate? What? What's that thing? It's yeah, like, like a, lucite or yeah, lucite like a, a, like a that light plastic acrylic kind of thing. Acrylic, yeah, yeah. Um, I thought those were super fun, and yeah, I think that's it for some some fashion callouts. Any other any other things on this episode? I'm very curious what you're going to rate it. I'm going did, to I, did I did I say sure. this yet? Where um, they're coming back from the wedding store. Sorry, they're coming back from the wedding, the bridal store. And it, Carrie immediately says at brunch, like, I don't ever want to get married. And Charlotte shoots to Miranda and is like, this is all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. I, I yeah, the, the 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 wedding, like trying on the dresses and then the uh, post like brunch uh, uh girl session was a great 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 part of the episode um and how they're just like i can't believe you took her to that dump and miranda's just like it's just basically miranda again with like the bad wedding ring like yeah. Miranda's just consistently made bad decisions this episode um, and yeah i i don't know would you ever go and try on like a bad wedding dress yeah why not that sounds fun maybe maybe let's do that when you're in new york city yeah let's do it <laughs> All right. Well, what are you going to rate this episode? I had a religious experience at Manolo Blahnik. Oh, so it's funny. I had a number just flash in my head and maybe I need to trust my feelings. Like in my brain, it's flashing 3.5. Oh, my God. Or 
Wait, why? That's low. You didn't like this episode? I, I know, but and and then well now I have another vision. <laughs> no. <laughs> I think I could maybe go like three, seven, five, four. I didn't write it down, so I'm just kind of basing it off. Um I, I don't know. I didn't love this episode. Maybe because it was kind of sad. Like it didn't feel super joyful. Um I gave it but, a four. Yeah. I'm I'm yeah. gonna stick with I'm gonna go with a three, seven, five. Yeah. 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 I think that there's like a lot of memorable moments and obviously like it's a huge oh, plot point with I Carrie. I mean it's, it's a huge Hayden. episode. Yeah. Huge episode. Um and next week we have the fallout from this episode. We have a season 4 episode 16 ring a ding ding and we have a amazing confrontation between charlotte and carrie in this episode that i love so how many more episodes are left of this season then so it's looking like um okay so we we have, have three one, more two. episodes we have, wow after tomorrow yeah you found that really fast we have two more after this episode oh my god no I we have three York. episodes left yeah. Three episodes left of left of season four. And then yeah. we are on to okay, I am shocked that iHeart New York is the season four finale. It feels like season four. Remember, season yeah. four started with the fashion show. Oh. Yes. Oh my gosh. So much has happened. You're right. So much has happened. Um, so guys, stay with us. We're almost <laughs> done with season four. Um, and then it'll be season five, which is just wild. Yeah. Well, yeah, well uh we'll see you later our little fire little brides sonograms <laughs> sonogram babies i don't know just whatever bye everybody bye. happy new year happy new year